You're good enough to go out and get it in the morning about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar and the back of it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? Hello and you're very welcome to Treaty Talk, uh, episode 264 with Matt O'Callaghan and myself, Tom Clancy. Uh, Matt, uh, of course, of the weekly Observer and Vale Star newspapers getting around the county in the early parts of January and indeed beyond. Uh, Matt, uh, I was going to say a busy week. It, it certainly has in some regards, but uh, uh, Wednesday night... We had the fog of Mallow and now we have the frost of Rakeel. The Limerick Curlers uh, stopped start season continues. So another postponement. Uh, disappointing for everyone that was uh, looking forward to seeing the, the, the mighty Limerick in action again. Ah, very disappointing, Tom. Uh, um, and it's all right now if we if we're to, you know, if if what they're forecasting for the weekend comes to pass, if we're not going to get the wind and rain for Sunday, that you know, so um, the elements seem to be conspiring against this game going ahead anyway. But um, it has thrown it has thrown the the the, the monster scene or hurling league into a small bit of disarray at the moment, Tom. In that um, you know, um, when will the final be played if Limerick get through? If Cork get through, that there shouldn't be any problem. But were Limerick to get through, um, there there would be a bit of a problem in that um, in that. Um, uh, the following week, Limerick are playing Tipperary in Tullus in, in, in the Dylan Quirk um, benefit Wonders. game or memorial game. So that rules out the following Sunday. So whether Limerick, if they win, are going to play Sunday, Wednesday, and um, the following Sunday, I'm not so sure. Because, like, you, you all were playing last night, and as many as what... About six, I think, the Rick players started on it. Yeah. Um, five of whom of whom are involved with John Kiley's panel. So, like that, that, that there's a lot of calling on players at the moment. So, look, we, we assume it'll go ahead on Sunday, and and um, we saw that John Kiley made a whole raft of changes. That was to be expected because um, John Kiley respects the 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 the, the place of. Of the Fitzgibbon Cup in, in the GA calendar, and um, we, we've we've heard that from him many times. So, um, had the game gone ahead, we'd have, we'd we'd have seen um, uh, them. There, there was two players named who would be making their debuts: um, Ronan Lyons from Monaleen and Donald Cotland from from Dune. And um, certainly, from what I saw last year of both of those players, you know, I think they're well worthy of their chance. Um, like um, Ronan Lyons has come up through the ranks, um, has has won Munster minor medals, beaten in an All Ireland final on, at under twenty level. But Donald Coughlin, um, twenty twenty three was Donald Coughlin's breakthrough year, 
And he certainly made an impact, in my opinion. And um, it, it's great to see him getting getting an opportunity. I'm assuming, Tom, that that um, that John Kiley will probably name the same team again. Yeah, I'd agree. That yeah. he had named for um, uh, to play Cork, um, unless there is something comes into it, because it, it it would appear to me that it's nearly devoid of all. Um, Fitzgibbon Cup players, the team yeah. he had named, that he had yeah. taken, he had taken that into account. But having said that, it's it's great to see Luke Flynn, you know, being named for a, a second opportunity. And w when you see the like of that, it's 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 very very encouraging. And like we we, we see a small bit of 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 the old brigade creeping back, particularly in the half forward line. Gerard Hegarty was named as captain. David Reedy was named at centre half forward, and Connor Byland was named on the left. Yeah. So um, we 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 can see the lads, you know, coming back by degrees. Um, so um, uh, Cork have, have will probably stick with the team that they that 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 they had um, that they had named for the game. You must remember, Tom. This is Limerick's second game of of of. of you know, of the current season. It's Cork's fourth. Yeah. Cork had a game, a game with Galway in the in the Teddy McCarthy Cup before Christmas, Memorial Tournament. Then they had a game with UCC in the annual Canon Michael O'Brien tournament, which they lost. College won it. And then they had the game with Clare uh, Sunday. Now, very interestingly, looking at it, and we had very tight situations in last year's Monster Championship. I think Limerick um, were were crowned Monster Champions with something like point three, about um, plus three of a score, a, a score difference, plus two or plus three. Yeah, it, I think it's very tight. Yeah. Were it to be a draw on Sunday, the permutation is that Limerick could go through by virtue of the fact that they beat Clare five points and Cork only beat them by three. Yeah, so the the tightness continues in the Monster uh, competition. It does. Yeah, it yeah. does. Cork, Cork and Limerick met three times last year, and there was only a point in it each time. Yeah, in the Munster Cork. Senior League, in the National Hurling League, and in the Munster Championship. But the point was Limerick's way, and the one that mattered most. Yeah, indeed, and it, it, it ended Cork. So th th that's what you're looking at. You're looking at more of the same, and and mm. um, uh, Pat Ryan has the same problem with John Kiley with, with, with the Fitzgibbon Cup because there 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 are. There, um, the number of, of the Cork panel that's involved with UCC goes into double figures. Uh, you have you've Owen and Rob Downey, you've Jerry Melrick, you've um, Owen Carey, um, you've Shane Barrett. There, there's um, there's Dara Flynn. There's a whole raft of them. Yeah. So would... um, it's 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 very very hard to call. This is pre-season, but you would have to be thinking at this stage. That especially with 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 the league, and the, and 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 the the, the the not the likelihood, but the, the fact that the, the league is going to be changing for twenty twenty five, like and the importance of being in the top three in the league, to be in, to ensure that you're in Group One in in twenty twenty five, that that possibly John Kylie and Pat Ryan, should, you know, were probably looking. You know, having one eye, maybe you know, or beginning to have one eye on the league, 
would, uh, I suppose when they named their side, they were anticipating that the game would go ahead on, 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 um, on Wednesday night and that they would have the additional game against Waterford on Sunday. But that's thrown into a certain amount of disarray now. And I, I have been reading bits and scraps and people anticipating as to what might happen. And uh, yeah. were Limerick to win. If, if Cork win, it's clear cut. Cork and yeah, Waterford final can go ahead. Under 20 years, uh, yeah. There, 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 there is no issue with that. It can go ahead the following week. But it's if Limerick were to win because of their commitment to play Tipperary under 28 in the Dillon, in the Dillon Quirk Memorial game. Yeah. yeah, I also think obviously if they're playing Waterford as well, the logistics it's not like you know it'll hop over to to Clare to play it midweek as well. So there's that to think of too. Where where would you play it? And you know, basically all the you know because Limerick versus Waterford. I'm saying if that so that throws it into that as well. And I must you must remember with the Dylan Cork uh, thing as well that, that both Limerick and Tipperary were going to wear jerseys last year in their Munster Championship game, which was then banned. So. That, that would have been a huge fundraising drive. Um, presumably they would have auctioned jerseys or, or you know, it's all special edition and the GA put a put the brakes on on all those sort of fundraising. Uh, well, I, I you know, I, I I have my views on that, and and, yeah. and I certainly wouldn't be concurring with that. When mm. we, we we saw the the we we saw Cork are Tipperary wearing the special jerseys in the Monster Final in twenty twenty, and yeah. the sky didn't fall down. No, it did not. Yeah, yeah, and, so and Limerick, Limerick I, indeed. I, I, I thought that was narrow-minded in the street, in mm. the extreme, totally uncalled for the type of decision. And um, you know, I, I would certainly be vehemently opposed to it. Yeah, but my, um, my I suppose my point on that is that if obviously that deterred the the fundraising initiative for that monster championship game, which would have been huge, I'm sure, given there was you know. Yeah, absolutely. Thirty to forty thousand, uh, and now absolutely yeah. the, the whole the whole Dylan Quirk thing was total tragic circumstances, especially mm. for his family and and for indeed the GA family and the GA community in Tipperary. Yeah, in fact, the, I think we, sh we 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 should have been been big enough to to uh, as an organisation to acquiesce to 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 those requests. Yeah, and but hopefully, like, this... as I said, it happened in twenty twenty in the Munster football final. And as I said, the sky did not fall in. No, and Limerick themselves wore against Tipperary in a league match uh, in 2021. They wore a commemorative jersey as well, so it has been they done did. many a time. Um, but I suppose the whole thing is that hopefully this does not detract or defer uh, fundraising efforts there because if that game gets postponed uh, in terms of uh, playing it on, on the 28th of January, you'll be wondering where uh, they can fit that into the schedule you know, with competitive games on the horizon. But look, hopefully it'll all be sorted uh, come this Sunday afternoon when Limerick and Cork do eventually throw well, in I, for Tom, that I, 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 I hope you're not insinuating that Cork will win, that will solve it. No, 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 no. The, the, the start because I, I hope come half three on Sunday evening that there'll be a problem. Yes, 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 absolutely. Well, hopefully. Um but uh, anyway, that's enough on that. But yeah, the team, uh, just for my own two cents on the team, Donald Coughlin is one, and Luke Flynn actually named a 13 and 14. Two men that were not standout minors in the Keen Lynch mold for Limerick, not standout 20s, uh, even Donald, Donald Coughlin is still eligible for the 20s. I think it shows, you know, that it's never too late for these guys. Well, eventually it becomes too late, but as in, you know, in your early 20s, the, 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 ship, the ship definitely not a sail. Like Donald Cockland, I think, was only on an extended minor panel, kind of outside, the, on the periphery, 
um, if my my memory serves me correctly. Mm. Has had a great season for Dune, breakthrough season you described it, and now he gets his opportunity. So I think, you know, that's 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 great to see for for players, youngsters around the county. This door will not be shut, and we've we've seen this before with Aaron Galan. You know, not not exactly you know the standout minor. It was obviously club making an issue was that, but Aaron Galan, what's he now? Raining harder the year, so you know. You don't, yeah, you don't have to peak at say 17 or 18, you know. That's a point, a point very, very well made. And um, look, Flynn and Donald, Donald Cotland are classic examples of that. And I've seen both of them at first hand during the year, and I'm absolutely delighted for both of them because, uh, as you said, um, like it, 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 it means that um, you don't have to come through the underage ranks to break through at senior level. These yeah. are these are two very very good hurlers. Now I know I know Ronan Lines is coming through and has been so promising all the time as a minor and as an under twenty player, outstanding underage player. Um, but the, the the story with Donald Coughlin and Luke Flynn is 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 um is it's it's totally different and it's so admirable. You know that um, a lot of fellas like at underage level, if they don't make the breakthrough, they hang their heads and um, start to wallow in it. But you know. Um, these guys have taken the attitude. Look, you know, we'll prove you wrong someday, and they're, they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, hopefully for them, they, they keep their place in the fifteen. Uh, when John Kiley confirms that for us, probably won't see it till Sunday. But uh, hopefully, they keep their starting berths and uh, see can they make a mark in the Limerick Four units. Matt, just switching now to the Hearty Cup quickly upon us. Uh, I was shocked when I heard the dates. So these is actually this Saturday. Uh, January 20th, uh, two semi-finals both being played in Limerick, both with Limerick involvement as well. Turles CBS versus Arsgarish in Kilmallock. That is a uh, pencil in for 12.30 throwing. And uh, Nina and Charleville at 2pm in Capamore. Uh, we will know who will contest the final uh, when uh, the, by the time Saturday af- afternoon comes away. I suppose the question is, will we have Limerick involvement? And I say that because, of course, we mentioned plenty of times now, Charleville has plenty of Limerick involvement and uh, naturally enough, Arsgarish has uh, bucket loads of it as well. So wonder what way it will lie come Saturday afternoon. I should look it's 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 very, very hard to know. Like and um you know I, I suppose from the outset if 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 you look at the squads like um um you know it Art School Reach they have a stellar squad by any by any stretch of the imagination. Like if if you take the the, the Limerick players alone that are on it um um, the the the, the lad O'Keefe, the cornerback from the PSG, played minor with Limerick. Sean Morrissey played minor with Limerick. Fintan Fitzgerald um, played minor with Limerick. You know, and then you you have you have Shane Scully um, is another player who played an excellent county final with Truman Atlaka last year. And of course, in goals you have Fiona O'Brien, who was the, the the Limerick minor goalkeeper two years ago. And he's the son of John O'Brien, who who, who played in goals, and um, a grandson of the great Jim O'Brien. O'Brien, yeah. That uh, O'Brien, won an All Ireland medal in nineteen seventy-three. So he didn't pick it up off the road. So, um, yeah, from a Limerick point of view, you have a very strong representation. That's not to mention the the the, the representation that's from Clare All Ireland winners: Matthew O'Halloran, Mark O'Brien, Michael Collins. Own Begley, you know, own Carey, you can name it. You know, it's an absolutely uh, Jamie Moylan, a very, very, very strong side. Yeah. So now, obviously, Turles come with credentials. You know, 
I, I'm not sure of the makeup of the Turles team, but in the last number of years, Tom, there's no such thing as a bad Turles CBS team. And they're there on merit. And, like, you know, they were sort of outsiders in the quarterfinal when they faced St. Flannans. Because St. Flannans and Artskull Reich had, a, had um, you know, a very close game in the opening round of the group stages. And, um, like, Turles were convincing winners over St. Flannans. So, like, I think it's all set up for a very, very good game, Tom. Yeah. And it's it's one of those games that 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 is going to be very hard to call. Now, having said that, I think that um, Artskull Reach will derive considerable benefit um, from the from the close game that they got. They were really tested by John the Baptist. Now, people can say, right. They were four or five points up for most of it. Then John the Baptist got a run, brought it down to, to a point um, with eight minutes to go. But that shows the sign of the character and the quality that's in the, in the old school Reese team, that when they were on the rack for a bit, they, they were able to get out of it and, and go on and win the hurling match. And like for the most of that game, you know, um, John the Baptist brought a level of work rate and intensity you know, which probably that that um, Art School Reach hadn't expected, I'd say for the most part, and maybe hadn't met in the competition up to now. So they got a right good grueling at the right time. So um, I, I think, you know, and looking at it, Art School Reach, um, Tom, is a stellar cast. There's yeah. no other way of saying it. Um, I I I'll be surprised if they win, but I just don't discount Turles for one minute. Yeah, I've actually the only team I've seen in the flesh of these four is actually Turles CBS, and I can tell you they're 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 no mugs. They're well coached. They're they're good spread of talent. You know, not relying on one individual. And now, if I was to name one individual to watch out for, uh, Ewan Murray, uh, he was 15 when I saw him, which was in November. Now he subsequently may have uh, ticked over to 16, but. He was playing at midfield, Matt. It wasn't a case of put the 15-year-old in the corner and see what he can do. He was playing midfield and dictating things uh, against St. Joseph Tulla with the day I saw the Mountain Newell. So um, good spread of talent around there. Good free taker. Uh, his name is just escaping me now. Uh, it's Patrick. And uh, good spread of clubs involved there. As, as people would know, on their approach to Turles uh, itself, uh, plenty of clubs on the hinterland there. And a lot of those clubs will feed in, obviously, Within Turles itself, you'll have Turles Arsfields at uh, Durles Oak as well. If uh, the players are still too young, Holy Cross, Bally Cahill, uh, Ross Grave, and I think involved uh, in this occasion. So good, uh, good spread of clubs there. A bit like Arsenal Reach, and uh, obviously, you know, an attractive uh, school in terms of going to play hurling. So they, they, they certainly promote it from, from day dot. So yeah, that makes for a good one, Matt. The other one in uh, Capamore, slightly later, throwing time of 2 pm. We have uh, some Limerick involvement with Charleville CBS. They face uh, what so far, I believe, an unbeaten uh, Nina CBS side. So uh, what do we know about this one? Well, I, I, what I can tell you, if I can give you a clear guide of what I know about it, is that they met in the group stages. Yes. Oh, and yes. Nina won 112 to 18 in Milik. So that would suggest that there, there's very little between the teams. But quite obviously, since Nina got direct to the quarterfinal, um, Charleville had to go the scenic route of the preliminary quarterfinal, 
And what a scalp they claimed in in that preliminary quarter final when they when they saw the challenge of the holders Cashel Community School. Hmm. And then they went into the quarter final proper against what was expected to be a very very um, accomplished Middleton team, and um, included four or five. Uh, or six of the Cork Minor panel of last year, and um, they, they 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 made easy work of them. No, I think yeah. they won by five or six points in the end, but they they, they were out of sight when when um, when um, Middleton got a couple of late face saving goals. So it, it would look to me, from what it, you know, that that more than anybody of the four. Charleville have grown into the competition and have shown measurable improvement as the competition has, has gone along. They haven't been in the final since 2011. And prior to that, they weren't in the final since 1938. And I'd say, I don't think you were around, Tom, were you? No, just, just before me in my time. <laughs> yeah, as Jack, you say, I was away that day, you know, but... Um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, that, that, that's it. And of course, when, when they got to the semi-final, or got to the final in 2011, their star performer was one David Reedy. He, did he ever amount to much, Matt? <laughs> who, who, well, you know, he has six, he has six monster medals and five All-Ireland medals to show for his efforts since, you know. And yeah. he, he he was actually playing at centre-half back. Yeah. He was outstanding. Now, there are a number of players... Um, with with um, with Charleville, who um, are from the Limerick side of the border, as you know, Charleville very much on the Cork Limerick border, and I've, I've mentioned their names last week. I'm not going to go through it again, but there are six of them, you know, and they're drawn from Granabell and Gary Brewery and Castletown Bally Gran. But like you know, um, Charleville, the, the, the main part of the Charleville squad is drawn from a hotbed of clubs in North Cork, and they're really hotbed because you have Newtown Chandram. Do we need to say any more about those? Um, mm. Charleville, Ballyhay, Dromina, you know, bastions of huddling. So um, I don't think they have to be discounted. And, of course, they, they, they will be shocked no motivation going into this game, seeing that they lost to him in the first round. And it was a close call. So this is going to be a very, very, very interesting game. Now, Nina are unbeaten. They haven't reached the final since 2012 was the last time they were in the final. And uh, the expectation is that they will be favourites. But I think they'll ignore the challenge of Char and let their pedal. But they have been forewarned. Yeah. And in fairness, Nina, CBS, I think they beat CBC of Cork uh, very convincingly. Uh, in very, the very, conv very, very convincingly in the quarterfinal uh, that was a very impressive performance. Two sixteen to six points, I think, yeah, just played in Bancha, and mm. um, it uh, that that was a very 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 impressive performance, which would suggest that they have grown into the competition as well. Um, yeah. But you know, CBC, you know, they really made a go of it there for a couple of years. But um, you see, they're juggling all the time with rugby and GAA. Yeah, and like, they were they were involved in the football uh, carnival, I think, as well. So they yeah, like in, for instance, here Daly now who plays with Waterford, even though he's from this more went to CBC, you know, and played with CBC, and hopefully yeah. will be playing with UCC in, in 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 the coming weeks, you know. But um, you know, they had a really good team, and um, um, Guy Heffernan um, 
played with him and Fionn Heffernan, uh, you know, you know, they all played with CBC. Mm. Like Dahi, they kept the goals um, for, for Limerick and from Blackrock and who's coming back to Blackrock the coming year, you know. Yeah, yeah. With his brother. So, um, you know, they, they, they're a real strong team in those days and I'm not so sure that they're as strong now. I think they're not actually. But then, didn't they beat St. Coleman's in the preliminary quarterfinal? Yeah. So, it, it seems you know, to be it seems to be a strong leaner team. So Charleville, yeah. as they know from the group game, as you mentioned, they'll have their they'll have their work cut out. But uh, yeah, they look, it's it's they're two fascinating games, Tom. Um, but at the risk of being killed, um, I I call it Art Skull and um, Nina. Right. Well, because that what that's that's what you were edging for to put my head in the block anyway. No, so I, no, I second no, no, guess well, you, Tom. Yeah, well, if they want to kill you, they'll, uh, they'll know where to find us. But uh, <laughs> we shall see. Predictions uh, often at those grades, very, very hard to make. Uh, and uh, a lot of it more or less down to how the youngsters can handle today. So hopefully two enthralling games uh, on offer on Limerick soil this uh, coming Saturday. Uh, Matt, before we moved, you mentioned college stuff there. Before we moved to the third level side of things, I was mentioning uh, something happening locally. You can see there on your screen now. Uh, the St. Kieran's GA Pitch Development, uh, they're hosting a, the Championship Preview Night with uh, no one other than Gareth Balance, TJ Ryan, the MC, and you can see there a stellar cast with Brendan Maher, Richie Bennis, Ashling Kennedy, Tom Condon, Mark Landers, and Anthony Daly among their guests. So early in the year for it, but uh, certainly will whet the appetite for the league and indeed championship ahead uh, later in the year. And uh, Matt, some people might, uh, different parts of the county might be saying, do you think Kieran's, are they not a football stronghold? But I can tell you, they absolutely love the small ball out there as well, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Like they won, they, they, they won the county junior championship in 2022. And, yeah. uh, and um, you know, they, they, they weren't lost in the intermediate championship last year. You yeah. know, and like St. Kieran's, and they won, the, they won the county senior football league last year. But they, they were dogged. They were dogged after that by um, uh, by injuries to key players. And I'm talking about John Hayes and 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 uh, Dara Tracy in particular. Like, and when you have two players of those caliber, and you're suddenly without them because of injury, like you know, it. it, it but they have fantastic plans, and they're doing a fantastic development out in that club. You know, it, it, it's a fantastic club. Um, back in 1985. They completed a county double. Um, I think it was intermediate football and junior hurling or the other way around, which was a unique double. Um, now, J Jim Wolfe, um, later to become CEO of Dairy Gold, and now retired, of course, but very, very, very much um, working behind the scenes with Limerick. He was on both teams. He captained the hurling team. But the, the, the club is... is, is um, an absolutely fantastic club. I, I was back there with them in 2022. I saw, you know, the plans that they had laid out, and they're absolutely fantastic. Now, it's it's an early season warm up for for the championship, Tom. But when you when you're saying it's a bit early, the championship is in April. This is the this is the second half of January. Yeah, it's not Already. that far away. And I spoke about the 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 the, the stellar cast that that. Um, that art school reach have well no certainly they 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 have they have assembled a stellar cast because um they they they, they have the three main participants of of the uh, Dalo's very popular um 
podcast, uh, hurling podcast, Anthony Daly, Matt Landers, and TJ Ryan, who will be trying to keep him apart. And then add Tom Condon. Who will we ever forget Tom Condon in 2018? Um, Ashley Connolly, of course, who is who is the wife of um, of Conor Fitzgerald of the, of the Woodlands and is a two-time All-Star with Galway and yeah. an RTE pundit. <coughs> you have Richie Binnis, who is a link to the 1973 team, and you're Brendan Maher, who was an outstanding player with Tipperary. Yeah. If they don't know their onions as it is, Tom, if they don't know the championship, you know, there's a poor lookout for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. But uh, I can but tell it, you... I, look, it's... It, 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 um, you, you can be sure that the proceeds of this, uh, Tom, will be put to very, very good use. It's it's for the development that they are carrying out in St. Kieran's, a fantastic club back in West Limerick. Basically, yeah. mainly a rural club, you know, and St. Kieran's are, are, are classical of the clubs, you know, that are the pulse of our our, our association. Mm. Absolutely fantastic club. Great people working in the club. And as you can see, they're juggling between hurling and football. And, Tom, they have the record of never having been relegated from senior ranks Is that so? in football. Yeah, that's some going considering uh, there's only 12 teams innocent. Invariably, yeah. the, the, the trap door will open for uh, for you eventually, as yeah. so many found out. No, like. I, I, I've seen them come near it. Relegation semi-finals, even a relegation final against Hospital Herberson one year. But they survived. Yeah, well, you could, you might, Matt, on the 18th of January or 19th of January, as we're talking you might have just put the curse on them now. And, uh, no, 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 Tom. I'm, I'm quite confident that they'll survive in the Cena Football Championship. Yeah, yeah. No, in fairness. But, uh, yeah, I concur there, Matt. No, that, no, but, you know, I, I, I can stress, you know, they, 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 you know, what they're doing in the club, fantastic club, both in hurling and football. And, like, they're, they're putting on a fantastic show on Saturday night. Trust me. I was at one of those shows last year. They are absolutely fantastic. Mm, yeah, definitely, um, definitely. If if you're looking for entertainment, these three boys with Delo, Delo's entertainment in himself and Mark Landers, when when they get going, you know, and 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 TJ Ryan, and throw yeah. in the other three who will keep normality. <laughs> That's it, yeah. You know, and, it's uh, it, it's a fantastic show, and for twenty five quid, it's a fantastic night, and it would appeal to people. You know, to turn up and show their support for St. Kieran's and the great work that they're doing and the contribution, and by the way, that they're making to their county as well. Definitely, yeah, yeah. And I suppose I'm delighted to see a reinvestment in facilities because at times, Matt, uh, maybe more so in private, we bemoan facilities around the council, uh, around the county and even beyond when we're in other dif different places. We said, geez, that could be improved upon. And well, here's a club taking the steps towards that so great to see you know better pitches will only lead to better uh, bigger and better things i'm sure and, uh, for clubs involved you know and there will i mention in that we have a galway input we have a tipperary input we have a cock input we have a clare input we'll get an insight about a little thing called five in a row maybe mm, yeah that's it although uh <laughs> I think they'll be all putting the brakes on it there, yeah. But uh, look, just to give the final plug, Saturday, this coming Saturday, 20th of January, 8pm in the Lancourt House Hotel, which is, of course, the hotel as you arrive uh, towards Newcastle West. Very easy access from uh, all sides of the county, really. And uh, I'm sure you won't be disappointed uh, with an evening's entertainment. And it will certainly get you in the mood for the National League. And indeed, as Matt says, the uh, 
the bid for five in a row as it'll get commence really in proper in the next few weeks. Uh, Matt, we'll move now to third level and uh, the Fitzgibbon Cup uh, got off to a stuttering start this weekend. The weather again wreaking havoc on uh, fixtures, but uh, in terms of UL, UL involvement or Limerick involvement, I should say, uh, Mary Eyes game in Minute was uh, off due to a frozen pitch on, uh, I think it was a, it was a Tuesday or Wednesday evening. Uh, but UL took to the field in Galway against ATU Galway, formerly, I suppose, GMIT, for those uh, who may have been around when it was that. Uh, UL Matt 325 uh, they put on the board convincing convincing winners and all you need to do really is look at the squad and say the, the, these boys are going to go far again to, to defending that title oh absolutely absolutely and um, yeah I, I think um, looking at it uh, was it six Limerick lads that started and yeah. nearly all of them got Conor Handy Clark started in goals he got on the score sheet even yeah yeah. Um, with a long range three yeah. Fergal O'Connor was there um um, you the two midfielders were from Limerick, uh, Brian O'Grady and and um, Colin Coughlin, who is the team vice captain actually this year. Yeah, and um, up up in the forwards, you had Pat Paddy Donovan and um, Adam English, who was the team's leading scorer with one four. Yeah, all from play as well. All from play, who outscored uh, uh, the, 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 the matchman Garrod O'Connor, who plays singer with Tipperary. Hmm. So like from a Limerick point of view, it has been very, very, very encouraging. Now, both Colin Coughlin and Brian O'Grady each scored three points from play. Yeah. Impressive Paddy, stuff. Paddy Donovan got a couple of points. So, you know, um, as I said, Conor Handy got a long range free. Mm. Yeah. And from a Limerick point of view, um, it, it, it virtually ensures, uh, I think it absolutely ensures that you are in the quarterfinals. Yeah, barring it. Because their next game is next week. It's a home game, which with, with um um it's a Limerick derby. Mm, yeah, to, against two yeah, yeah, who are right. Let's groups of three for anyone uh, not sure of the format. Groups yeah. of three, as as Matt mentioned, says the win there for you well puts them in a very good position to to progress almost certainly given the margin of that victory as well. And you know it would take a mad set of results for them not to make it through, but. Uh, yeah, if they beat uh, TUS Midwest or LIT to <laughs> to those uh, who maybe attended it when it was that, yeah, a win there will, will win them the group and uh, give them a home quarter final. So that's what they'll be looking to do uh, next uh, next Wednesday evening, isn't it? So, um, you know, it's a really strong looking UL team. You'd be hard pressed to back against them in any game or need to, for for going all the way. But uh, just looking elsewhere in in the uh, competition, Matt, obviously the Mary I game postponed uh so they'll start next weekend next week i should say uh, next we're... next wednesday tom they're yeah. playing ucc so yeah it's uh that's it's a, game uh, I hope to, a game i hope to attend um yeah. so um um ucc haven't neither of them have played a game now so it'll be very very interesting now there are a number of players um involved with uh, with um mary i for limerick including shane o'brien yeah, and yeah. um you know, a number of Limerick players, um, as I say, UCC have somewhere, I'd say it runs into double figures, um, the number of players of the court panel that are on, on the team. Mm. So they will come with a very, very strong team. They also have Eddie Stokes from Dune and um, Earlet Daly from Waterford, Dara Stakelum from Tipperary. And um, they will be a strong side, but they had a strong side last year and, they, you know, they failed to get through get through to the final. So, um It'll be it'll be a very very interesting game because 
Minute have the third team in it. And um, like uh, when Minute first came into this competition, you know, they, 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 they were finding it hard to find their feet in, in the Fitzgibbon Cup. But by God, over the last number of years, um, they are finding their feet because they have a huge influx of players from Kilkenny and Wexford. But um, uh, the one at the moment that we are concerned about, of course, is, is, is um, UCC's visit to um, um, Mary Immaculate College. I, I'm sure, Tom, that game is going to be in the afternoon, is it? Yeah, well, it's it's on the master fixtures like all the games at 7pm. But uh, uh, I can tell you, it won't be played in Mary at 7pm. They don't have the floodlights for it. So it'll be more likely 2pm next Wednesday in Mary I, I would uh, say so. Mary I will not be in the interest of giving up home advantage. So I'd say that's where the fixture will land. And obviously their re-fixture with Minute will have to be sorted as well yeah. um, in the coming, I suppose, days. And see because you, UCC, UCC do have floodlights if, if you know, if they had to concede home venue, you know. Yeah. But I can tell you, in a group of three, when you only have two games, I think Jamie Wall would be uh, wise to move. Get no, no, there's no question of it. But it's uh, we, we, we are at a loss as we speak here as to what yeah, time it would be on. But it, it's, yeah, yeah. The, the, the pointers are for two o'clock on Wednesday, aren't they? Yeah, yeah invariably, yeah. yeah. But uh be uh, interesting to see how uh, the, the the next generation of Mary I talents, we've seen so many of the Limerick stars go through there. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what uh, Jamie Wall and Coke can can muster with the, the group to them. Obviously, their student male student population is, you know, incredibly low when compared to UL, uh, UCC, or any of the other colleges, really. But uh, mm-hmm. they seem to uh, turn out a fair herder or two in their time. So, yeah, that's next Wednesday. Double header in Limerick, one at two p.m. We think, and uh, the other at seven p.m. in UL. And uh, effectively, these games are free. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I would argue over the last couple of years that the, the, the underachievers in the in the competition have been UCC because they're a star-studded squad last year, got knocked out in the semi-final above, and um, some venue in North Clare escapes me at the moment. Um, uh, but um, like they, they, have, they, have, they have so many court players on their side. You know, you've you've Brian Sanderson, who's named as the court goalkeeper for. Um, for the Limerick match, he's, he's from Middleton, and you have the Downey brothers, Owen and Rob. You have you have Jerry Millerick, Shane Barrett. You know, um, there's 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 a rake of them there, and um, you know, um, Rob Cotter is there, um, his new emerging player in Cork. So, uh, they, they they look very strong, but look, um, I don't think they they they, they translated the, the strength that they had on them. On, on, on the team list last year, on the team squad last year, I don't think they translated it onto the field. Mm, so, yeah. that, you know, that, I think Mary I could, could 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 be in with a chance of taking him, but, um, you know, you've Brian Hayes there as well, you've, you've um, Cormac O'Brien, like this. you yeah. know, they're, they're all in the frame for the Cox Singer team, you know, Carl mm. McCarthy, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. As we know, the Cork senior team is not, you know, not firing in all cylinders. So maybe that's reflected down the grades. But anyway, we should see what they conjure up next uh, next Wednesday in uh, in Limerick. Matt, looking back at club action, the first, I suppose, club real involvement of 2024 is kind of a hangover from 2023. Uh, Mona Lean will take on Wolf Tones in the Munster Junior B Series. Obviously, this is uh, second string uh, sides for both Wolf Tones, of course, of Shannon and uh, County Clare. And uh, Mona Lean were winners of that uh, Munster, or Limerick Junior B title, I think it was uh, as far back as uh, I think the second week of November. So, uh, Do you want to be reminded who they beat in the final, Tom? 
Um, I'm not sure. It was another city club, <laughs> Bally Brown. Yeah, beat Bally Brown by I think it was another two points in the end. Uh, deserving winners on the day, and uh, they'll be back up Junior A. But uh, before they attack the Junior A Championship, they'll obviously hope to do a profit and uh, you know get through a round or two or, or beyond of uh, of the the Junior B series, which of course is held in uh, in Ryan and Limerick. Oh, yeah, sure. Mona Lean were involved in the Munster and All-Ireland Intermediate Championship last year, and they liked the way it worked out. So, you know, they're going going to give this a right go because they were relegated from June Ray in 2022. Bounce back back at... at, 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 uh, Uh, 21, I think, yeah. 21. It was Bally Brown went down in 22 and was affected. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So Uh, But Mona Lean are back back up again now. But... you, you know, they, 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 they came through a, a tough Limerick Championship. There's no doubt about it. It's it's it's, it's a long, grueling championship between four or five games in the city. And then you have you have to win three games in the county. Because when you come out of your division, you only, you, you, you've only qualified for the quarterfinal. No more. Mm. So um, they, 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 they've come through a tough ca- campaign. And they're, they're, they're obviously battle-hardened. And... Um, you know, there's elements within the club that now know what it takes to win a Munster Championship and an All-Ireland Championship. And we saw last year that their predecessors both won the Munster Championship and came also close um, to winning the All-Ireland. So, like, it's it's a fantastic competition down there in Kilidi and it has stood the test of time. It's running since 2005. And um, actually, we have had only one Limerick All-Ireland winner We've had a number of monster winners like Brewery, Radkeel, Capamore, um, Temple Lantern. Uh, forgive Brough. me if I'm letting anybody out, Brough. But we've had only one All Ireland winner, and that was Dune. They were beaten in the monster final. But um, the system in in in, in Kiliri is that you have your monster and your Leinster Championship, and the finalists in in both monster and Leinster go through to the All Ireland semi-finals where they're crossed. The winners in Munster play the runners-up in Leinster and vice versa. So that's how Dune got back into it and won it. Won, won it. So they, they, they to this day are the only Limerick team that have won it. But a couple of teams have gone very, very close. Ratkeel in particular, I think they were beaten in a replay. Hmm. So um, it, it, it's a fantastic competition. Um, um, uh, you know, so like now Wolf Tones come in to, to the to the game on Sunday and Saturday, it's on Saturday at 12 o'clock. Um, they come into the game with the advantage of having played a game before Christmas. Now, they beat Heineken in the morning in the Clare final, but they came in uh, with the advantage of beating Ratmore in the quarter final. So that 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 may stand to them, but they've had the Christmas festivities in all in, in, in all in the meantime, and yeah. and um. You know that that might negate that advantage, but it, it it is a slight advantage to have played a game in the competition. But you know, I, I'm sure Mungret will be up for it. And um, as far as I know, the Mungret team includes uh, the Morlean team yeah. includes the Evergreen Damien Cosgrave. So Does, you know, yeah, we yeah. wish we wish um, we wish Morlean um, the very best of luck. And just talking of the Cosgraves, um, we, we'd like to pass uh, our, our sincere sympathy to the Cosgrave family. Um, on the passing of Timmy Cosgrave, who was the father of Andrew Latouche Cosgrave, who um, who was an All Ireland medal winner with with um, uh, Limerick in 2018, um, Timmy Cosgrave was one of Limerick's greatest supporters. Um, 
not just through the good times, but through the bad times as well. And, um, you know, it must have been such a pleasure for him when Andrew won the All-Ireland medal and a pleasure for him to see, you know, that he that he saw Limerick winning four in a row. And sadly, he will not be with us for the, for the five in a row. But sincere sympathy to the Cosgrave family. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, all connected in, in Mona Lee and GA as well. So... Uh, yeah. Very sad last there indeed, and uh, we wish him the best on uh, Saturday afternoon, 12 p.m. Uh, midday. So, uh, pistols at dawn, not quite, but pistols at noon themselves, Limerick and Clare. I suppose it's uh, the first of many, or not the first of many, but it's one of many Limerick Clare battles this year. And hopefully, uh, on the club front, Monlin can get that Limerick up and running. And that will, uh, well, we'll we had we had, a, we had a very good little start to that little, uh, to that little rivalry. When we, yes. when we beat them in the Munster Senior League in Clare Castle. Yeah, yeah. early so, small steps. Let, let's that. hope that's an omen of what's going to be happening for this year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe one lean can uh, make it two for two over uh, our friends there just uh, over the road. Uh, football, Matt, uh, speaking of over the road, uh, I was over the road last Sunday. Uh, well, I was up the road in uh, Mine Temple 2. He, uh, fabulous setup, lovely ground, lovely stand where I was nice and uh, sheltered from the elements, but... Uh, Unfortunately, I was uh, scratching my eyes a little bit. Another disappointing afternoon for the Limerick footballers. Beaten, it took a late goal really to, for Tipperary to, to to swing the tide their way. But in fairness to them, they were probably the better side on uh, on the day. And uh, you know, confidence uh, is a big thing in sport. And I think losing games is uh, not going to do Limerick footballers any good. But it is early in the season as well. I must uh, caveat that as well. So. It is, um, Tom. It, it's 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 disappointing, but I suppose no disappointing. You know, no more disappointing than previous um, uh, McGrath Cup campaigns, apart from 2020 when we won it and um, beat Cork in the final in the Gaelic Grounds. It's disappointing. Disappoint. I'm disappointed for Jimmy Lee because um, he's. You know, he, he, it's his first season in charge, and. Um, you know, he hasn't been handed a great deck of cards in, in the sense that, that um, you know, there's 17 players that were available at the end of the championship last year who are not, for various reasons, available this year. He, tell, he tells me it's now 19, Matt. I'm not sure who the additional two are, but it's now up as but, far um, as 19. Yeah, they are probably injuries now, you know, because yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of those were injuries, but you're the like of... As I said last year, uh, last week, the like of Keen Sheehan, uh, Brian Fanning, Adrian Inwright, Brian Donovan, you know, they're all they're all in 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 Australia, you know. So um, but uh, and are a huge loss. And then then you had uh, particularly for the Kerry game, you had you had a, a list of injuries the length of your hand. Um, but I I thought the injuries had eased a small bit against Tipperary, and that Conor McSweeney was back, Ian Corbett was back. James Norton and Peter Case or um, Peter Peter Nash Nashy all played. So, you know, I I was coming to the conclusion that maybe things are coming back and that players are coming back, um, because you must rem remember that Antrim are in McNeville Park next Sunday week, yeah. the first round of the league. Yeah, Sunday the twenty eighth of January. Yeah, it's going to be on us before we know it, isn't and, it? We, we, we've seen with the league in the past the importance of a good start, you know, the importance of making home advantage count. Now, Limerick were relegated last year. I know I'll, I'll be talking about it in greater depth next week. Um, 
but it, it, it's Antrim are going to provide a tough test, Tom. Yeah. Always do very, very little between Limerick and Antrim in the past. And um, but I, I think Jimmy Lee will probably be disappointed, but he he will be hoping hoping that the injury list will 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 um will have shortened. And as uh, he will also be hoping that the raft of new players that he has exposed into county senior football, for, you know, for the first time, you know, that 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 some will have done enough, you know, and convinced him enough that they are fit, you know, to to, to plug the gaps, as it were, um, in in the starting team to to, to play Antrim. So, and um, speaking to Jimmy after the Wexford game or after the Kerry game, like he was adamant, like that. At the end of the day, it's all about Antrim, the mm. first game of the league, and Antrim, you know. And all, all you can hope for is, you know, that he'll get the result that he needs because after Antrim, there's a very, very tricky trip to down on a, on the Saturday evening. It's a quick turnaround of six days. So, yeah. and like we don't want a repeat of last year. Way to Derry in the first round, home to Dublin in the second round in Division Two. Like you need in your first two games, you need to get points on the board. Down will probably be the most difficult team in the group. You know, mm. we're way to down. They were beaten in the Tarleton Cup final last year. They demolished Leash, who, who beat us in the Tarleton Cup. So they are very, very formidable. So Jimmy will have all this factored in, you know, and he will be hoping that, that, um, you know, that things will start to come together. And he's had two opportunities to see the new faces. And um, <clears throat> because new faces are going to be needed, Tom. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I expect that we're going to have potentially four debutants when the team is named date this week, next week to play Antrim. Yeah, could be higher now as well. Could be higher it, than that. It could. Yeah, could yeah. possibly four league debutants. We must stress that. Yeah, off. four league debutants. Yeah, yeah four league debutants. Played in recent you know, weeks, not, maybe. Not, not full debutants. Four yeah, league yeah, debutants, yeah. but yeah. you know, so tested the real stuff. Yeah, look, mm. it's boring enough, Tom. Yeah, I the big concern for me, and I mentioned the word confidence at the start. And look, I know people will say different manager, different coaching ticket, different uh, players involved, but. The core part of the group is still the same. But Limerick have only won a game against Waterford in the McGrath Cup at the very start of last year. They drew one league game. Uh, they won two their first two Talton Cup group games, having also lost in the in the Clare, narrowly enough, in fairness, in the Munster Championship. They won the first two games in the Talton Cup, subsequently lost to Wicklow in a dead rubber, and then lost, you know, in, in fairness, heartbreaking circumstances to Leash when I thought they probably played some of their best stuff all year. And now they're after losing two more games. So there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of L's in the in the column there beside their names. It can't be good for thing confidence. And look, maybe the step down in division might say, you know what, this is probably our level. Guys will probably, you know, be more for it. But I just wonder where things are, you know, in, in terms of real belief in a tight game, the real belief in the group, where is it to, to get over the line? And I'd say a lot of these league games, Matt, will be kick will be kicking the ball stuff. Like they'll be you know, the team that got promotion to Division Two was a team laced with character, and you 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 you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there because 
um, it, it was that ability to, to win close games and close out close games that saw him being promoted from Division 3 to Division 2. You know, mm. now you have lost some very, very big personalities, which I named out at the very beginning, you know, who, who, are, who are a huge loss. And um, the unfortunate thing is that there's, you know, or maybe it's fortunate in that there's, there, they were spread in different positions on the field, you know. Yeah. But um, look, hope springs eternal, Tom. I, I think um, we have to give Jimmy Lee an opportunity like he didn't see his team play for the first time until two weeks ago when they played Kerry. And yeah. Kerry was the wrong game, you know, uh-huh. in an yeah. opening round. It certainly wasn't a barometer of where you were at, you know. No. But um bit bit worried now that they were beaten by Tipperary. But again, it comes with the caveat and the health warning that it's it's it, it was a dead rubber game. And yeah. you would four players coming back from injury. Um uh, let's hope that they'll benefit from it. Um, your new players that got a second run over the two games. So, you know, I, I, Jimmy probably, he, he has in mind um, the way he wants his team to set out, the way he, he wants his team to play. It'll be a question now of um, filling in the dots, as it were, um, getting the people that can play that. And yeah. um, I, I'm still quite hopeful because yeah, you know, Jimmy and his management team haven't had an opportunity to put their stamp on the panel yet. Because I would honestly say that they don't know exactly what their final panel is even at this stage. Oh, so that is something that they will be mulling over probably maybe as we speak even. You yeah. know, that, that, yeah. that, that they'll be mulling over from since last Sunday. Um, just to see, to get the squad together and see, see you know. And um, I'm hopeful, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as too am I, but it's just... Uh, because, well, you just, mentioned something there, and and um, I think it was a turning point. I don't know, I might have, you know, um, we, we seem to have recovered from the poor league campaign when we entered the Tarleton Cup and got those wins over Longford and Carlo. Convincing wins now. Yeah, good wins now against and teams. And didn't fall, fall to Wicklow in a dead rubber game. It wasn't just falling because Wicklow had nothing to play for. But Limerick had everything to play for. To mm. build up momentum. Going into the Tarleton Cup. You know, and I I, I, I think, um, you know, whatever went wrong on that day, it carried over in the game against Leash. Because Leash got absolutely hockeyed by down. Yeah, subsequently. But the difference between Leash beating Limerick and losing to Down was Limerick created the same number of goal chances but and didn't take them. Yeah. Yeah. Down created the goal chances and took every one of them. Yeah, didn't Down score seven goals or something? Limerick should have, seven could goals. have had six, yeah. seven. Yeah, <laughs> which and we we like, could have had, we we could have had seven. Yeah, yeah, and that was it, and and it ended up that uh, one mistake uh, led to a goal for Leash, which was the ultimate winning of the game. But anyway. I suppose Jimmy will be looking at that as saying water under the bridge and he'll be hoping to lift them again for Antrim on uh, Sunday week. So, Matt... Oh, yeah, the, chap- the chapter is closed in 2023. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll see now what they can muster against Antrim in McNeville Park. Uh, Sigerson, Matt, you well, uh, we mentioned last week, first round, convincing winners in the first round. But did they do it the hard way uh, this time around? Um, just missing the result. Eight points to seven. Eight, eight points point. to seven against Manute. 
yeah, one point win on, uh, I suppose, a bitterly cold evening. Uh, they managed to, to dig it out. Eli Reardon of uh, Father Casey's involved in the last 15 minutes. Good, good to see him trusted uh, when the game was definitely in the melting pot. Uh, you know, started last week, involved again this week. Uh, good, good prospect is Eli as well. But um, you will march on to the uh, into the quarterfinals. They're into the quarterfinal and they're on merit, no question about it. A huge win over over um, ATU Donegal, who have since who have since been knocked out of the championship by MTU Cork because they've suffered a second defeat. But um, you, you know, Minute again, like would would have access to players, you know, from very strong football counties, and and Minute is a growing college, you know, so. Um, like Minute, you know, was for a certain while there as just like as I mentioned in the Fitzgibbon and the Sigerson Cup was being dismissed with, but that's a, that's a thing in the past, you know. And um, when you went up there and got that result, it, it it was it was a very very good result. And um, I think they'll have to wait a week now because um, the the losers actually Minute are not out. Yeah, they're playing the winners of the losers. They're playing, they're playing the winners of those that were in the losers group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, exactly. um, that will be taking place next week. So, um, UL will probably not be in action again, maybe until early February. Yeah, maybe the last day or so of March, oh, of January. January, maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah, the very last yeah. day or two, yeah. The 31st of January is probably that, that week anyway, the Wednesday the 31st, either side of that maybe. Um, yeah. So they'll wait to wait and see who progresses. But uh, they've done their business well so far. And uh, I suppose they'll be looking at it as uh, two notches on the belt and, you know, a couple more now to go uh, to get to get back to that final and uh, try and get it over the line. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, well done to them on that one. Um, we were talking about Junior B hurling. We're now oh, but junior before, B before we go from the Sigerson, oh, yeah. I just like I would just like to remind you that the holders scored nine twenty one last night. Who would that be now? Would that be the college you went to uh, a couple of years ago, Matt? Is it? <laughs> we can't, I can't remember the name. Them. Yeah, Brent. We'll we'll find out by next week who they are. Uh, they're managed. They're managed by Billy Morgan. Yeah, yeah, UCC uh, nine twenty one. It must be nearly some sort of a record. Uh, I wonder, is it? It's uh, quite the score in fairness in football. Um, but uh, I think they'll have uh, they'll have tougher tests ahead. I'm sure. But uh, I think I, I think they will assume in the first round against you, 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 Jay. And as as I said last week, and um, you know, I see people up on social media lost the last first game last year and came back and win it. I'm not so sure it's going to happen this year. Yeah. I hope it'll happen, but I, I can't see it happening. Yeah, Matt, of course, with his strong allegiance to UCC, can't uh, can't cut ties anyway. But uh, Matt, I was just moving on toward, towards the junior B football, uh, the famed competition in Nakaderi. You were telling me it actually has to move venue this year, but uh, Ballylanders will be representing Limerick in it. They're playing Shannon Gales, who are of West Clare uh, descent. Uh, the match matches now been played in uh, Paddy Carroll Park in Ballyagran, with uh, works underway, uh, significant works underway in Nakaderi for. Uh, their grounds so um we wish them the best with their the works out there and hopefully the weather will be kind and uh all the rest of it they can get that uh, done and that i'm sure the junior b competition will be back before long but paddy carl park i'm sure gleefully and say in fairness since it's redevelopment match they have welcomed every game imaginable they've welcomed under 21s finals they've welcomed underage games camogie finals 
senior hurling, senior football, you name it. They are. Will, will we ever forget the intermediate final there? <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, I have never seen an operation like it for a club game in a in a little village like that. Absolute, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely incredible. And yeah. whatever um, is in the pitch, it generates an atmosphere that that is second to none. You know, and yeah, um, surrounds like that, that, you and I were on commentary that day, and it was just a, such a memorable day and such a memorable yeah. occasion to be part of. Yeah. You know, and it was um, fantastic pitch. But the full credit uh, to Nakaderi Tom, uh, because they're they're doing. I mentioned Saint Kieran's while well ago, and they're doing fantastic development and. Um, it was in its infancy when the tournament was on last year. And when I was down there, they were explaining it to me that they were just waiting for uh, the tournament to be completed to get the works on the way. And um, there must be an, an advanced stage now at this stage, but probably not enough um, to yeah. facilitate the holding of the tournament this year. So it's on in Paddy Carroll Park. Shannon Rovers are not from West Clare Town. Unless they, Shannon, unless they move, sorry. unless oh, they move sorry, in I, the last twenty-four hours. Shannon Rovers. I had Shannon Gales. Sorry, oh, I thought Shannon oh. Gales, which is West Clare. They're, they're, the they're the Tipperary champions. Right. Apologies. Um, so, um, Bally are playing it. Obviously, it is my own club. I have a special interest in it. Like Bally, have been involved in Munster Championship on three occasions before at senior level, and um, you know, they will fancy their chances. They had a very good. County Championship last year, and um, the league, the way it was structured, they won. They won the A League. This team did, yeah. And then they won the Junior B uh, County. Now they didn't win the Junior B South. <coughs> they were beaten by a point by Brewery, and but they came back and beat Brewery in, in the county final. Now they were also beaten in the in the um, under twenty one A final uh, by by Ula. After um, on a penalty shootout, you know, which will give you an idea that there's that there is a pool of players in 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 Bally, and like there are four or five players there that in that Bally squad that have been involved in the Munster Club Championship at senior level, you know, and uh, of, of course you know the famous Kim O'Callaghan being one of those Calla as 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 he's known to all and sundry. I might, have, um, I, I might, Matt. I might have had a junior A league medal if it wasn't for him in the semi final. He nearly beat us by himself. <laughs> he yeah, was taking that, points that, from the car park. Tom, you're, you're not unique in that, and that's a no, story no, that's no, replicated no, across the county. You know, um, the final, sure. <laughs> that's why. That's why I say evergreen. And you have, you have Shane and Pat Fox um, and Jerry Herron who have been through it all before as well. So they 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 will know a good bit about um, you know about Munster Championship. And um, they faced the Shannon Rovers team um, who um, had, you know, very, very close call, particularly in the county final. They won it by a point against Clanmel Commercials. They won the, the semi-final against Kelty Rovers, I think, by two points. Now, their big name player, of course, is, 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 um, is George Hannigan who for 10 years was was on the, the Tipperary senior team and was on the Tipperary team that were beaten in the All-Ireland semi-final by Mayo. So right. he will be a big player that will that, that will need, you know, he, he will need to be policed when you have a player of that caliber playing uh, playing at this level. Um, so they can let, they can let Kieran O'Callaghan loose, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, look, I, I, I 
I've not been parochial here now, but I, I, I've seen Bally, I've seen him a couple of times, and I've seen him in board finals, and, you know, there, there, there's a steelness about him, and, um, you know, I, I'd be hoping that Bally will get through. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Matthew, you, you listed off all the, the, the junior uh, successes in the Hurling Junior B. Who's who's the Limerick team that won the football? <laughs> in... Junior B, Junior Munster Junior B football. Any Limerick successes there down the years now that you can recall? Oh, we have, we have. Oh God, why didn't I keep my beak mouth shut? Um, my my man guy guy guided a team to beat. Was it Kerry's drum or um? Croman. Croman. Yes, yeah, Lawn Rangers. I think if there was that name as well, yeah, yeah. Um, and the late, unfortunately, late Shane Kenny got the goal on the day, so. Uh, you know, a memory I'm sure that many around Valley Brown, including myself, will hold here. Um, a semi-final that I played about five minutes, some quite badly, I must remember. But uh, I was on the bench for the final, and uh, yeah, it was a year of draws. But uh, the one game we didn't draw was the was uh, after drawing, we drew uh, the city final, we drew the replay, we drew the the junior B uh, Limerick quarter final. Uh, we won the replay. We drew the semi-final, won the replay, won, drew the final, won the replay, and drew the Munster semi-final, won an extra time. And the one game we didn't draw was against a team from Kerry. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, fond memories indeed. And uh, I remember Shane Kenny's goal fisting into the net from about two yards out. And that was the difference on the day. So uh, fond memories indeed. Hopefully, uh, Bally Landers will be uh, making their own memories in the next few weeks in that competition. Tom, Tom, just, uh, just um, Billy Brown did the competition a service in that they broke the cork carriage duopoly. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I think I think part of it was we we had looked at the role of honour and uh, we kind of laughed and said, "Sure, we have no chance here." And actually, sometimes when you think you have no chance, you have every chance. And you know, maybe after five minutes against, uh, I think it was Ballinacurra, it was a team from Cork we beat, and I think the fellas realised, you know what. They're um they're no they're no better or no worse than us. So uh, and I think it was the same in the final. Uh, we quickly realised how competitive we would be. So uh, hopefully, Bally Landers, as I said, will uh, will uh, add to that role of honour in the uh, the coming weeks. Matt, we'll move to ladies what, football. What, what, what about the foot? What about the football acumen of of one Mike Mann? <laughs> well, his record is unbroken there now. Like I mean, we won everything that year, the league and all. So. City League and uh, Championship. So, well, in fairness, Mike, Mike mastermind, masterminded the upset of the the big two. Yeah, and, uh, and the, co- the cozy Kerry Cock Cartel. Yeah, <laughs> uh, number of training sessions. Uh, the square root of zero, i.e., zero. So, worked well anyway, guys. Keeping fit in the wrong time. Matt, ladies you football. Want a football? Yeah, ladies football. Last weekend, uh, a low-scoring encounter. Uh, Limerick and Wicklow, who, as I said last week, are pretty much familiar foes in uh, across the last few years. Anyway, have uh, had a couple of battles in the, I think, league and championship. One three to six. You were at us. Was this a fair result? Did Limerick feel a bit short-changed, or were they happy with the draw? What way do you think it went? Uh, if any team lost it, it was Limerick. Right. No, because. Um, I thought at one stage it was two points each at half time, and I, I suppose the summary of the game would be Tom that it was a game where the teams cancelled each other out. Yeah, and it was it was obvious from very early on that scores were going to be at a premium. Now, Wicklow implied um, a sweeper, 
Limerick had the breeze in the first half. You know, and she did some fair cleaning up now, in fairness. You know, and um, it, it, it made it very, very difficult. Now, it, 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 it looked at halftime, two points apiece. Whatever breeze there was, was going to be in Wicklow's favour in the first half, in the second half. Limerick came out, and within 45 seconds, they had the ball in the Wicklow net. Um, Iris Kennelly, who got all 1-3 for Limerick, she was surrounded by players, and some, somehow who kicked it over her head into the corner of the net. The goalkeeper hadn't a chance. It was very, very well taken. And um, Limerick appeared to be holding on. And um, uh, eventually, um, by the 51st minute, um, which was, which was what, 20, 20, 21 minutes later, Limerick hadn't raised another flag. And Wicklow had got three, three points, uh, a couple of them from Sinead McGettick and from Freeze. And immediately when they drew level, Iris Kennelly put Limerick back in front. That was with eight minutes to go. And it looked as if they were holding out. Um, the the defence was absolutely magnificent. Now, they were down a lot of key players. Um, um, down, of course, um, uh, the, the, the 2023 Munster Footballer of the Year, Roisin Ambrose. Uh, they were down Alva Quaid. They, they were down those two from the start. And they were they were hit with a double blow before the game when Cathy Mee, who was the 2018 All-Ireland winning captain, and Yvonne Lee, who is the current vice-captain, or um, joint captain, they, they both had to cry off. Now, Maeve McNamara came in, uh, did very, very well. Joanne Maguire, who was returning to the side, moved in full-back. But the defence... The defence, Wicklow had the greater share of the play in the second half, as you would expect with whatever breeze there was. But uh, the Limerick defence was was incredible. And after after um, um, Iris Kennelly put him into the lead there in the 52nd minute, uh, they were holding out and holding out and doing absolutely excellent, despite Wicklow really, really pushing up. And in the 62nd minute, Unfortunately, there was a free given against them, and um, Sinead McGettigan converted it, and that was the final score of the game, and it ended all square. Um, point one, no, two points lost, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, when you see the score like that, I suppose you, it's hard to know what way it, it fell. And I, I was at the, the senior football at the say at the men's uh, equivalent at the same time, so. Yeah, disappointing maybe that, as you say, two points dropped because obviously in, in the ladies' side of it, it's three points for a win. So the draw doesn't hold as much weight. Now, maybe it'll turn out that that draw is a fine result by the by the, the, the shake-up, you know, after after all the rounds of games are played. But yeah, maybe maybe just a little bit disappointing. But nevertheless, an unbeaten start, you know, you can you can flip it as a positive as well. And uh, I think Wicklow are probably one of the stronger teams in it. Um, certainly, they have... Uh, They've proven to be, you know, there thereabouts in the last few years, and obviously have played yeah, at the just, higher grades as well. Just, I, I think I mentioned it already, Tom, about the structure of Division Four this year. Here to four, it mm. was divided into two groups, with the top two in yeah. each group going forward to the semi-finals. This year, it's all yeah. one group, so you have you have seven games, six of which Limerick will have at home, but mm. with the top four going through. Um, so, in in terms of of you know being finishing in the top four. Um, it may be two crucial points gone, but I'm, I'm not so sure. I think there are plenty points there and plenty home advantage there for Limerick. 
you know, to 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 make the top four. They're, they're back in action this Saturday night at seven o'clock in June, when when Gary are the visitors, and yeah. um, Gary football, you know, ha, has been struggling for the last number of years. Um, they won a league game last year against struggling Kilkenny, and it was their first league game winning since 2019. But they they will hope they will be hoping to obviously arrest that. But um, Limerick will potentially be stronger um, next week because it's likely that Catty Me and Yvonne Lee will be available, and possibility of Rose Rose Roshin Ambrose and Alva Quera both closing in on a, on a return and. If they don't make the the the, the Derry game, they probably make the Kilkenny game the following week, uh, or, mm. or certainly um, they'll meet the Longford game, which would be two weeks afterwards. So, um, I'd be very hopeful that um, come um, nine o'clock on, on 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 Saturday night that Limerick will have four points on the board, Tom. Yeah, yeah, and Derry <laughs> Derry got their campaign off to a, a losing start, two five they registered, but. Uh, Carlo with 3 7 uh, getting the better of them, but uh, not a game. To that, was, that was played in Celtic Park in Derry. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So home advantage didn't uh, didn't make they didn't make a count, but yeah, Dune on Saturday 7 pm and uh, hopefully a first uh, win of the new season for the ladies. But I hopefully think that that draw will uh, will matter little in terms of, as you say, there's enough other opportunities uh, for Limerick to, to win games, uh, particularly with five more home games. Um, to, to come as well uh following on from from that one in uh last weekend uh matt switching over towards camogie uh just received an email since we started would you believe with the details of the minor camogie uh we're just looking back last week though matt um we didn't have the squad to hand it subsequently in fairness to emer uh kenny the, the pro she's you know she's a, a fantastic volunteer with limerick camogie and uh we do forget at times that these people are volunteers she got the team out to us eventually and um there were some familiar names on it. They played Clare last weekend in Capamore and uh, they got the better of the banner, which uh, we were talking about beating Clare in other codes. We've beaten them in Hurling. We've beaten them in Camogie. We're, that's two for two match. We're going well. Yeah, I suppose there's a, there's a certain element in Limerick, you know, with one Clare to hate the sight of the Limerick jersey. They probably hate it anyway, but like, you know. Yeah, it's uh, good good for them to get off the mark. Now, the, the picture I have to hand here is the semi-final. Um, against Waterford in Waterford, so they're on the road this weekend. It's on this Saturday, the 20th of January, 1.30 p.m. in the uh, SETU uh, arena, which Waterford IT, as people may have known it as, that's where it's on uh, Munster semi-final. And I suppose it's um, it's a very quick turnaround, Matt, early in the year, and they could uh, they could book a Munster final place uh, before the end of January. That would be a, that would be a fantastic uh, it would, it, it would it would be it would be. Um... Um, like we weren't sure of the makeup of the squad last week, but I, I was pretty sure of a share of them because I, I had seen a number of their games last year, including the two games that they played against Clare. They played Clare in the group stages. Um, and they played Clare in successive weeks last year, Tom. Yep. They played Clare and they beat them in Kilmallock in the in the the final game of the group stages, which set up a semi final the following week with Clare and Clanmel. Yeah. And and they beat him again. Like and um, I was pretty sure of some of the players that were eligible again this year. Like um, there, there were four players that started um, in that all in that um, that was in the All Ireland. Um, uh, the, the the second game was the um, All Ireland Under Sixteen A Shield semi final. Um, 
There was four players there, um, Roisin O'Brien, Danny Kenny, um, Kira Buckley and Poppy Giltinan. Now, Kate Foley, who played that day, is also eligible, but uh, she must be injured because she was named on the panel last Sunday, but she didn't take part. But there was a yeah. whole raft of players that were on the panel that last year, named the subs, and um, they, 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 they all... Um, they're eligible again this year. So there's quite an amount of experience in Paul Neenan and Tony Dunn's, in Tony Dunn's panel. But um, they've got off to the perfect start. Now, it, you know, they, 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 they got off to a very, very bright start. But Claire clawed them back. You know, they're three points on the board before Claire um, got any score. So, and um, they led by five points to four at halftime. And Claire took the lead with about 10 minutes to go. Um, they went one seven to one six up, and Limerick had the last four points to to win the game. So now Waterford will be will will be probably much tougher, Tom, because Camogie is on a high in Waterford, you yeah. know, and they're getting a spin off from reaching their first All Ireland um, since the nineteen fifties um, at senior level last year. Now I know it was a day to forget, you know, when Amy O'Connor scored three seven alone, you know, but. Um, Nevertheless, yeah. Uh, look, the important thing is we're getting wins and we're 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 we're, we're preparing for the, the All Island Shield, um, you know, All Island A Shield, which means that we're in the top twelve teams in the country, you know. And last year we were certainly in the top eight, you know. Yeah, possibly it, it, higher even. Matt, is that to suggest Limerick aren't going to contest for the, the is the shield considered the top competition, the top number one prize? No. It's the championship oh. and the shield. Right. So are Limerick going to be contesting for the championship? I'm not aware now of this or, or, or not. It'll just no, be no, the shield. no, no, no. It's, 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 it's the, shield, the championship and the shield. Okay. All right. So the shield it's, is separate. You know, it, it, it could be called the B championship, but it's called the A shield. Yeah. Yeah. I have you now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. An opportunity anyway to, to, to try and get another win. Yeah. But uh, good spread of clubs as well, um, Masters. Yeah, but look, Tom... You know, things, things, you know, at underage level are promising. We won the under-16A championship for the first time last year. And, um, you know, it's coming together now. And um, the senior panel has been announced. Yeah, just going to that. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, it's Joe Quaid's first panel since since his second coming. You know, and very, very interesting to see Sarah Carey. Yeah, back. that's the headline maker, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, great to see Rebecca Lee, Martin Kramer back from injury. Mm. Neve Ryan back from travelling. It's it's a very, very strong, very, very strong team. Now there are a number of young players that are getting their, you know, that are in the squad for the first time. And it'll be interesting to see if 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 they will break into the team. Now, a notable, a very, very notable absentee, of course, is Claire Keating. Who was the star yeah. forward last year? Now Claire has gone travelling, mm. you know. And um, is there doubts about Laura O'Neill? Yeah, it, it's confirmed that she's not in the panel at the moment, and and it doesn't um, doesn't look like she's been at all this year. So I suppose she she had recovered from I think a long term shoulder injury and came back last last couple of she years. She did and did, did very very well last year, yeah. and yeah. and um, you know when she came back. Claire Keating, who had been out for a couple of years, um, when when Laura went out, uh, Claire, Claire came back into goal, 
And then when Laura came back, Claire went out the field very, very, very successful. You know, yeah, yeah. she was a scoring machine up, up in the forwards, you know. And yeah. um, Claire, a very, very experienced player, is going to be a huge loss. But look, um, to have the like of Sarah Carey back is fantastic. Like Sarah had a wonderful club career with Brennabel and Gary, um, won a number of county senior medals and was actually, I was talking to her over Christmas and uh, just before Christmas, was absolutely delighted to, to go back and help Patrick Swell win the junior championship last year. Mm. And um, they, they will move up intermediate this year. And they have added to their ranks Teresa Dorr. Uh, Teresa, who was playing with 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 um, Charval up to now, and um, who I thought was 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 really really coming through last year as a very very good player. So she's going to be a big asset to the well now, you know. So yeah. um, and I think you mentioned to me before that Neve Ryan has switched allegiance from from Brough to Saint Elby's. Yeah, yeah, and obviously we've just Saint Elby's are making strides in uh, in Camogie. Make no mistake about it. And um, obviously, she has given long, long service to St. Elvis, um, St. Elvis ladies football team. Mm. And she's in but fairness. Eve is a big addition to be back on the Limerick team. It's great to see her back. And um, Martin Kramer is back. Re Rebecca Delee, like, you know, these are big players. You know, it is only when you sit down and analyze it like we're doing now that you realize the last these were last year. Yeah, and the last the last couple of years in in some yeah, cases. No, well. no, yeah, no, no. My understanding is that um, uh, Tom O'Leary, Debbie Murphy, and Roisin Ambrose are going to dedicate themselves to football. Hmm. You know, and I, you know, in this day and age, Tom, I, I, you know, I suppose the place of the jewel star, you know, it's it's a nearly thing of the past. I I I think you know it's it's gone from the men's game. I, I effectively bar the odd outlier, you know, in maybe in a in a third tier Hurling County and a Sam McGuire football team. But even then it's just not feasible, is it? Like these teams are out every no. if they're not playing if they're not playing competitive games, Matt, they're at training camps or they're they're um involved in other playing challenge matches or whatever, pre preparing themselves, you know, team meetings, everything and, and it's no different in Camogie and Ladies football. I think I I personally I understand the issue where players say, well they're fixture slash that's not great, but uh, you know it's been an issue in Cork, for example, where players have oh, had to sure travel and they. Now, without really opening that can of worms, I, I part of me says, well, unfortunately, you know, there is so many more games now. There's no more straight knockouts. There's league formats. There's group formats. Players, unfortunately, will have to pick and choose which one they would like to play for a county. If, of course, they have that luxury, you know. I think, um, and look, we may, we may see, as I say, players in Limerick doing it again, but I think they're under serious pressure for for it to be maybe allowed and and to, make, to be feasible you know to, to be dedicated to um to both panels it's difficult it's difficult and the standards have risen of training and everything else and what's expected of players so that's probably the big you know it isn't just a case of i'll play this week with one and then swap to the other it's not as simple as that there's there's way more preparation now i think in, in going into teams so player coaches want players to be available you know for them exclusively uh, almost you know like you, 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 the ridiculous situation in last year. I think Hannah Looney played a, a Camogie match in, in Cork early in the day and made a mad dash up to Galway for a ladies' football match. You know, mm. like it, it, this thing is not feasible. You know, and um, um, you know, I suppose 
you're asking an awful lot if you're asking the respective authorities, you know, to um, to make provision for it. Because yep. certainly, as you said there, it's practically gone out of the men's game and it's still a minority in the ladies' game. So, you know, I think those that are making the choice, um, um, you know, I think they're making probably they're making the right choice, I think, because um, it's, it's look, it's, 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 you can't serve two masters. It's as simple no. as that. No, definitely not. And it, 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 it certainly, I, I don't believe, would be good for good for anyone's body to be, you know, dashing from match to match or training to training, um, just to to be there. And you know, you know, and the stress of that alone, I think, um, not a mind the physical, uh, you know, uh, toll on people's bodies uh, could add up to. It. And look, hopefully, the the ladies have success. That's the ones that have um, selected just football, and you know, maybe there'll be a. There'll be a bit, a bit of joy with the camogie. Hopefully, uh, a good league campaign awaits. But Matt, just the final one on that. Actually, we were talking about the goalkeeper there. Obviously, Claire Keating. Um, uh, you know, himself and uh, Laura O'Neill kind of swapped their role there over and back through injuries and their various different things. But what it means now is, I think we'll have a rookie goalkeeper at this level. If I want to use that word, I think you've uh, looking at the list of Kira McQueen of Krakora uh, is uh, is a goalkeeper and. Uh, Looking at the list, I think Gemma Barrett of Kilidi might be another option uh, there. Now, obviously, it probably helps when Limerick have a manager that's uh, obviously esteemed uh, goalkeeping, uh, you know, things. But it's it's presents a new opportunity and a new um, a change of tact, maybe I suppose, in terms of the goalkeeper such an important position. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, no, no doubt. But it's a very, very important position, and like we've been served with good goalkeepers, you know. Going all the way back, you know, back through the years, like in recent years, you, you've had Sheila Moynihan, Laura O'Neill, Claire Keating, you know, and um, uh, the, the unfortunate thing is that, um, you know, Claire would probably be the obvious choice if, 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 were she still available on the panel, you know, yeah. because she had a great year between between the sticks the year before last in 20, 2021 or 2022. The year she yeah. came back, she came back when Laura got injured, 2022, I would imagine. 22, yeah, 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 you know, definitely, and yeah. but I suppose it's 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 exciting for whoever it is will will get the number one jersey, and it's uh, you know a great opportunity for them, and uh, I'm I'm sure they've whoever it will be has probably has uh, has had to bide their time in the background, I suppose, and, and earn, earn their stripes. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be uh, it'll be a, a good season for uh, that new uh, player between the sticks, uh, Matt. I think we've covered all the Anfield stuff and. Uh, one other topic, I think, uh, and we were talking about Cork a bit during this podcast. We were talking about it a bit uh, last week. One other thing I want to put to you, Matt, before we finish up, the naming rights of uh, of stadiums. And obviously, Cork are all over the news this week uh, because Parky Cueve was effectively going to be dropped. And I don't know, has there been a U-turn just yet? But Super Value Park doesn't have the greatest ring of it in the world to me. I don't, I'm not against the naming rights of stadiums being sold for, for, uh, for money because obviously... That money can be reinvested, but did Cork score a bit of an own goal with their own um, with their own people here by effectively changing the entire name of uh, of the stadium? I think so, you know. And I must say, I'm a shop, I'm, I'm a super value shopper in the main. <laughs> um, just be, just being honest about it, but um, yeah. um, I I think it's outrageous. Um, like if you look at grounds around the country they they what they do is they whoever the sponsor is comes in adopts the name that was there and yeah. we look 
Nick watched Colin Park in Carlo is a classic example of it. Um, Kingspan Breffney previously as well, yeah. Kingspan Breffney, like there's, I, I'm told there's up to double figures of them around the country, and I yeah, can't see why we won in our own county. We fought in our own county. The, you know, formerly the LIT Gaelic grounds became two Gaelic grounds, and whether you use it or not, the fact that the original stadium name is still there does yeah. not does not hit as hard as completely. You know, I think Tom and Park. I came up a few years ago to Tom and Park. We're going to sell the rights, and it was outraged because people said, "Well, it won't be called Tom and Park anymore." You know. But you have it has to be more subtle, I think, than what Cork did. Oh, yeah, and uh, like the, the, with the Aviva Stadium as well, I found it very, very hard. There's one, uh, you know, that as mm. you know, I have a great affinity for rugby. Um, you know, to me, it was always Lansdowne Road, and Musgrave Park was always Musgrave Park. It's still Musgrave Park now, but it's going to be Virgin Media Musgrave Park now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Independent Park for a long time, couldn't get my head around it. It was always Musgrave mm. Park, you know. Um, yeah. That type of thing, and um, like you know, Limerick is an example of it. Like TUS Gaelic grounds, you know, mm-hmm. there's no reason why it won't be called Super Value Park Equive. Like, yeah, I, 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 Billy I, I, Morgan was very strong out about it today, anti it, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of soul searching in Cork and this, and uh, and um, you, you you know, um, I I think it may as your your reference there, Tom. I don't think it may have been handled very well. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what it has done now, of course, is that um, when there was no decision made the other night, um, it, it gives um, it gives um, delegates an opportunity to go back into their clubs. And it would appear, and uh, I was around parts of County Cork today, and uh, just mentioned it in a couple of places. And um, they, you know, that there's there's a feeling the fe- the feeling is building up against. Um, the change in name at this stage. So yeah. um, I, I think all the pointers there are, are towards a, a, um, a compromise and the compromise being super value party cave. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it, 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 to me, as somebody that remembers Padraig O'Keefe, but barely, but I've, I've read quite a bit about him. He was a Roscommon man, of course. Yeah, but you know, adopted as Corkman, I believe, was he? I, I don't know enough about him. He was very much he was very much an adopted Corkman, and um, he was the founder of Nemo Rangers Football Club. Right. And, and but like, he, 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 as general secretary of the association, created the environment that led to an awful lot of clubs uh, sprouting up all over the country. Like right. he, he was a man of vision, made huge contribution to Cork made huge contribution to the association and to me it is preposterous that his name should be dropped yeah no i, I i'd agree and you know i i don't know where the, i don't know how they didn't see this coming you know i know it's easy for us to say now he's sitting there a few days after but after there's a bit of outrage but you know i, I even know in, in if the gaelic grounds was to be entirely branded by something whatever it may be I know that the Limerick public wouldn't sit for it. And I know the Gaelic Grounds name is just a generic name in its own right, but even though it's even though it's just the Gaelic Grounds, people still know exactly where you're talking about, you know. Absolutely. And they know it, it has an association with that name forever. And you can't just, you know, rip up the script. You know, look at look, there's so many historic stadiums that their names may not even in Limerick, the markets fields, it's it's just, you know, two words put together, but that name has so much history attached to it that you know, if you were to rebrand that or, you know, the same as the Gaelic Grounds, as I say, it's just not as simple as that, you know. And I think 
Park GA obviously have snookered themselves with the death of Parky Keefe Stadium that they have, you know, I think they've scored a few hunger holes on it now. Obviously, this is one. Um, they, they do need the money and I don't deny them that and, and it's a good idea, good way of getting it. But, you know, they've also had given away home advantage in, in some games um, in artist stage concerts because they're more lucrative financially. So they'd want to be careful about, you know, eroding that... Um, that's connection to the public because eventually people will say, well, you know, this association isn't for me or this this county board isn't serving my interests in, in, in terms of GA. So, you know, I think that they'd be wise now to take a couple of steps back and have a look at, at, at where they're heading, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, I, I I think the compromise at the end will be super, super value parking. Like the controversy isn't going to do super value any good either. No, no, no. I don't think so. Yeah, although they say there's no such thing as bad bad publicity, but um, I think uh, I think some people will uh, will take issue with uh, you know effectively super value associated with Cork already. That uh, yeah, that is effectively they'd um, they'd come in and you know kind of write over history as 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 you put it. But uh, anyway, that's that for this week for this week's kind of final topic. And hopefully there'll be no more Cork controversy next week. Hopefully it'll be all straightforward when Limerick be, meet them on the pitch on, uh, on Sunday afternoon. And hopefully that game does go ahead and uh, we have some confirmation um, of uh, of that Munster Hurling League and beyond. And hopefully, of course, across Camogie uh, with the minor Camogie in action and indeed ladies football, we have uh, some more green shoots for Limerick. And indeed, in the Junior B Hurling and Football Championships. Uh, but uh, that's all we will have this week. We'll see you very, very soon.